We are just a few short days away from baseball being back at the box. Can LSU baseball go back to back? You are locked on LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's up, y'all? Welcome into Lockdown LSU. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Plus, don't forget, you can also check us out on YouTube as well. Just search Lockdown LSU in the search bar, hit the subscribe button, and you will get notified as soon as new episodes of the podcast drop. But wherever you watch, however you watch, just appreciate you for making us your first listen every single day. Let's get into it because we are just a few short days away from college baseball season starting from baseball at the box as LSU opens their season with a little round robin tournament this weekend on Friday against uh, VMI first pitch at two o'clock first few weeks of the season some early pitches um, but excited to finally have baseball back now. There's a whole lot of excitement entering this season, and rightfully so. LSU winning the College World Series last year. All eyes were on LSU baseball last season, and those eyes aren't going anywhere. The expectations are just as high. The hype is just as big, and it is just as real. But can this team go back-to-back? Can LSU baseball win championships two seasons in a row? Well, sure. Why not? but it's going to be awfully difficult. And I think it's going to be incredibly difficult for two different reasons. First and foremost, I'll start off with, like you got a freaking gauntlet that you're going to have to get through in the SEC. Now that's nothing new. SEC baseball is the most dominant conference in all of college baseball. That's not new this year. That wasn't new last year when the SEC pretty much took up a majority of the real estate and not just the top 25, but in the top 10. This season is no different. There's several different metrics, several different rankings. You know, Perfect Game has preseason rankings. I've been looking at Baseball America. So the numbers that I'm going to throw out, the rankings that I'm going to throw out, you might be looking at something different, but I'm looking at Baseball America. LSU is ranked number two behind Wake Forest. Arkansas at three. Florida at four. Vanderbilt at seven. Tennessee at Eight, Texas A&M at 11, South Carolina at 12, Texas at 13. Remember, Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC and uh, Auburn rounding out the top 25 in the SEC at 23. So you've got nine SEC teams. You've got over half of the conference in the top 25. You've got SEC teams occupying three of the top five spots in the country and six of the top 11. Now, reminder, that's just perfect game. Excuse me, that's just Baseball America. You might look at D1 Baseball. You could look at Perfect Game. There's different rankings. But overall, the same sentiment exists amongst all of these rankings. The SEC is anticipated to be a really freaking good conference. And that doesn't even account for a Mississippi State team. That could be much better this year than it was last year. Sticking to the state of Mississippi. Ole Miss. Ole Miss won the College World Series two years ago. Now, they were felt flat of expectations last season. But head coach Mike Bianco, it's a guy that 
that we at LSU know very well. We know he's a really good coach, and we know that the expectations at that Ole Miss baseball program are if you have one down year, you got to come back the next year and be even better. You have to come back the next year and be able to be competitive in the SEC tournament, in the postseason, so on and so forth. Losing seasons are not tolerated in this conference, specifically at traditional baseball schools like I would consider Ole Miss and Mississippi State. So it's an incredibly tough and competitive conference. The second reason why I think it's going to be incredibly difficult for LSU to go back to back. And look, I let me preface this by saying, I understand we're talking about this in February. A lot of baseball is left to be played. A lot of things change over the next few months. By April, when that rolls around, when May rolls around, when June and Omaha rolls around, our perceptions of what this season can be will probably look very different. But just looking at what needs to happen for LSU to be back in the conversation, to get back to Omaha and ultimately to win it all, it's also going to be incredibly difficult because you are replacing a lot. One reason why LSU was such was a unanimous number one team preseason last year. Well, of course, it was the number one recruiting class in the country. Of course, it was the number one portal class in the country. But you also had a lot of returning veterans. You had a ton of experience on the roster last year. It applies to baseball. It applies to a lot of sports in general. Experience matters. Having some years under your belt, I mean, that matters. The size difference matters. Because you can have true freshmen compete, competing, 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 competing at 18 years old. Well, now you can have a fifth-year senior coming back at 21, 22, even 23. Well, the difference between a 22 and a 23-year-old is a lot different than an 18-year-old. Your velocity is a lot different. Your strength is a lot different. So experience and years and having veterans on your roster and a healthy representation of veterans on your roster, that's important. And that was huge for LSU last year when you needed those veterans to step up in the big moments. Look at Cade Beloso to seal game one against Florida in the College World Series last year. Um, Excuse me, game two. And you're losing a lot of those veteran players, most notably Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz. You're losing the best pitcher in college baseball last year. You're losing the best player in college baseball last year. You're losing the Golden Spikes Award winner. You're losing the National Pitcher of the Year. You're losing the number one overall pick in the MLB draft and the number two overall pick in the MLB draft. You don't lose players like Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz and get better. You don't lose those players and expect to pick up exactly where they left off with zero hitches. It's not a smooth transition. Positive thing there is, not only do you not have Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz, nobody else does either. It's not like you're competing against them, but it's still going to be a massive roster hit. Not to mention, you're losing guys like Cade Beloso, who has been you know a staple and has been a foundation for years, the last four, four or five years at LSU, Jordan Thompson, you're losing your starting shortstop. Braden Jobert, Trey Morgan, one of the best first basemen to ever wear an LSU uniform. You're losing Gavin Dugas, and you're losing Ty Floyd as a starting pitcher as well. That's a lot. That's a lot of production at the plate. That's two of your best starters on the mound, and you're losing a lot of that production defensively as well. 
So how do you replace those guys? How do you replace a Dylan Cruz, a Cade Peloso, a Paul Skeens, a Trey Morgan, a Gavin Dugas? Well, some of them may just be irreplaceable. A guy like Paul Skeens, about like Paul Skeens, if you say, ah, you know, you replace him with another guy that you had in the bullpen this last year, well, that's selling Paul Skeens short. So you're not going to replace some of those guys. You're not going to just replace that experience, that veteran presence overnight. That doesn't just happen overnight. But you're going to have to replace them somehow. So in order for LSU to go back-to-back, who are some of these returners that need to step up and play a larger role? We'll get into that coming up next after just a few words from our sponsors. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's right. That's $150 if your bet wins. And all you have to do is only place $5. You can bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. So just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on and new customers will get $150 back in bonus bets with any $5 bet. It's that easy. I love FanDuel and I think that you will love FanDuel too. FanDuel, FanDuel official partner of the NBA. All right, rolling along here, Locked on LSU. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, we're part of the Locked on Network, your team, every single day. Speaking of the Locked on Network, very exciting things happening over at the network because we've launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. So find Locked On Sports Today now, available on free Fire TV channels app. So LSU's losing a lot of production, a lot of talent, and overall just depth, just bodies, veterans, foundational pieces of this baseball program, most notably Dylan Cruz and Paul Skeens. But who's returning? It's not all about the holes that were created because you're bringing back a decent bit of production as well. Like I mentioned, you lose Jordan Thompson. You lose your starting shortstop. You lose Trey Morgan each to, to the MLB draft. You need you need to replace your starting first baseman. The one thing that you feel good about, probably the greatest thing, you, I'm not going to say the one thing, the greatest thing that you feel good about is the return of Tommy White, that you've got that, taken care of, not just in the batting order. You don't just bring back his presence and how much fear he instills in opposing pitchers in the batting order, but you also have that solidified at at third base. But who's replacing Trey Morgan at first base? Well, we heard Jay Johnson in one of his media availabilities earlier on in uh, in the preseason. You can expect Jared Jones to fill in in that place. He's coming into his second year as a true sophomore, so Jared Jones fills in at first base. Now, the presence of Jared Jones in the batting order is something that I think is also very intriguing as well. can expect to see Josh Pearson 
who's been traditionally in the outfield and left field to fill in at second base. So you've got some some moving of pieces around, and you've got a little bit more youth coming in on the infield. Looking at some other returners and some other question marks, uh, some other positions that are question marks, you're bringing back Hayden Travinsky. And the return of Hayden Travinsky, I do not think, should just go overlooked. I think that's an incredibly important and maybe even underrated return. Now, maybe to you, it's not. Maybe you're juiced about it. And if it, if so, I'm not talking to you. You're bringing back a Hayden Travinsky who was batting over 350 last year, hit 10 home runs and 30 RBIs. He was incredibly reliable and productive, specifically in the postseason. Now, bringing him in as a DH, I think, is huge. What is Hayden Travinsky's contribution defensively? Because it might be a little bit of a crowded catcher room. You're bringing back Alex Malazzo. Brady Neal is coming back as well for his sophomore season. He injured his back last year. That's when Alex Malazzo really stepped up behind the plate. But Brady Neal is coming in as well. So is Hayden Travinsky, is coming back from injury as well, can Hayden Travinsky, is he more so just a, uh, not just, I don't, I, I don't mean that. Not just, because his contributions at the plate are incredibly important. But is Hayden Travinsky going to be focusing in solely on offense? Like, is he just going to be a DH? That'll be interesting to see. I think Hayden Travinsky did a fine job at catcher last year. We'll see. Is there going to be a little bit of a rotation? Are you going to see, um, you know, are you going to see some change up uh, at catcher? Is Hayden Travinsky part of that lineup? We shall see. Uh, but like I mentioned, Brady Neal, Alex Malazzo also coming back. And then you've got a slew of pitchers returning as well. What has been LSU's biggest bugaboo since Jay Johnson got here? 2022, oh, it was a killer. It was an absolute killer that really ultimately ended up being your Achilles heel that ended your season where it did. Even last season, even in a year where LSU brought home a College World Series trophy, this was still the problem. And it was pitching depth. It was bullpen depth that outside of Paul Skeens and Ty Floyd for the later half of the season, you really didn't have a go-to guy. You really didn't have a guy on the mound that you felt super, super confident in. Thatcher Hurd transferred in, and I think Thatcher Hurd kind of started to find his footing later on in the season. Christian Little transferred in from Vanderbilt, and I think that he left a lot to be desired this past season. So pitching was kind of few and far between last season. And, of course, you got hit by the injury bug, both preseason and the middle of the season. Uh, but you have much better pitching depth going into this season, and that really seems to be the difference between teams that go far, teams that continue playing in the month of June, teams that get to Omaha, teams that can eventually compete for an SEC tournament, teams that are consistently winning throughout conference play. The difference is pitching depth and having a variety of pitches. So you return Thatcher Hurd. He's going to be one of your starters. When is he going to start? That's what I don't know. And that's what I think is going to be really interesting to watch unfold over uh, the next few uh, the next few weeks. It's because what you see on Friday against VMI and what you see really throughout pre-conference play, that's not most more than likely going to be what you see in late March, early April, late April, early May. You're going to see a lot of changes to this pitching rotation, especially with so many new pieces being added in to the pitching rotation. 
I would expect, honestly, I'm predicting this now. I'm going to guess that Thatcher Hurd's going to be your Friday night starter. Uh, no, by the time you're listening to this, it may have already been announced. And I'm, I either look like a genius or I look like an idiot. Um, I would guess that Thatcher Hurd is most likely at least going to start out as your Friday night guy. And where it goes from there, that's for the pitchers to decide. That's for Thatcher Hurd to decide. Is that the place where you should remain? Or do you not deserve to be in that position anymore? We shall see. Um, Griffin Herring is making his return as well. Could he be a starter? Jay Johnson said potentially see some guys that were more depth pieces, more bullpen pieces, start to get some opportunities as starters. And we'll see that, especially throughout this weekend and next weekend and before you get into conference play. Returning Nate Ackenhausen, who has been you know a great piece, depth piece in the bullpen. Gavin Guidry is another one that I think could be really interesting to watch because Jay Jen- Johnson mentioned in one of his press conferences that Gavin Guidry is dedicating this offseason to being a pitcher. You know, Gavin Guidry initially was recruited as an infielder. And so he was kind of splitting his time between infields, batting, pitching. But he is dedicating the entirety of this offseason to being a full-time pitcher. So does he eventually get a a starting opportunity? What would he look like as a starter now that he has much more time and physical and physicality as, as a pitcher should be, should be interesting to watch that unfold. Christian little, like I mentioned the transfer from Vanderbilt last year is coming back this year to LSU. Um, I was underwhelmed by Christian little and what we saw from him last year, but does, a full season last year and a full off season with this pitching staff. You know, what does that look like? We shall see. And then you got a bunch of guys returning from injury as well. Guys that either got a little bit of work last year or none at all. Chase Shores, who is the young phenom true freshman this past season that I expected, honestly, to ultimately carve his, his spot into, uh, into the starting rotation. He was out with Tommy John last year. I don't know if you're going to see him at least at the beginning of the season. Maybe he continues to rehab and is good to go later in the season. I'm not going to hold my breath with Chase Shores, you know, allow him to to rehab that a little bit more, but you're getting back Jaden Newt and Caden Anderson as well, both of which were dealing with injury this past season. We're not in last season, but will be part of, uh, of this pitching staff this upcoming season. So you have got a ton, a ton of pitching depth, and that's just returners. That doesn't even take into account the pitching haul that you got in the transfer portal, in addition to some other pieces that I think are going to play key roles for the Tigers this season. And we will get into that coming up next after just a few words from our sponsors. I want to tell you about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That is what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything that you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and so much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every single time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it is easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. All right, rolling along here, locked on LSU. We are just a few days away from baseball at the box. Finally, finally. Now, I haven't checked the weather. I would assume it might be a little bit of a chilly one, as the first couple of weeks are, but it's just nice to have baseball back, and it's nice to talk about baseball because we are back, baby. Now, LSU's got a lot of pieces that they're going to have to fill. LSU lost a lot last season, and I don't think that that should go overlooked, that I still have high expectations for this team, that I think that this is still a team that can get to Omaha. But you have to keep in mind what it, what this team is losing. But what is this team gaining? Not just what it's bringing back from last year, but what is this team gaining? Let's take a look at some of the transfers that LSU brought in in this transfer portal class. According to D1 Baseball, LSU has the number two ranked transfer portal class in all of college baseball. And that's a lot to do with the additions of a few people. First and foremost, Michael Braswell. He was a starter at South Carolina for the last two seasons, played shortstop. He was for all SEC his freshman year in uh, 2022, freshman all SEC rather in 2022. Um, in 2023, played in 51 games, 39 hits, had a home run and 23 RBIs. As I laid out earlier, you're losing a lot in the infield. You know, you're bringing back Tommy White at third base and you feel good about that. You're bringing Josh Pearson in at second base. You're, filling in Jared Jones at first base, but that brings a, a massive need at shortstop, losing Jordan Thompson to the MLB draft. So I would assume that Michael Braswell will be in that position from night one moving forward. Mac Bingham is another one that I do think that we could find in the starting lineup uh, a decent bit throughout the first few weeks. He's an outfielder who transferred in from Arizona. He spent the past, past four seasons at Arizona, so he did play under Jay Johnson for his first two years at Arizona. Uh, it was 2023 All-Pac-12, hit uh, 360 last year with 10 home runs and 51 RBIs. So you're at least getting some defensive uh, juice. You're getting a little bit of juice at the plate as well. I guess, I mean, like, look at your starting batting lineup from last year. Compare it to what you will have this year, or at least the, the holes that will be filled in this year. Yeah, you're going to need some offensive firepower. But you also brought in an absolute pitching haul. The one that I am most excited about, who I think will be in um, the starting rotation, at least for the first weekend and most likely moving forward, because I don't think that Jay Johnson would bring in a pitcher and a player of this caliber and not have a, a starting role at least carved out for him, an idea carved out for him, and that is right-hander Luke Holman, who transfers in from Alabama after this past two seasons with the Crimson Tide. He was Alabama's number one go-to in 2023 as a starter this past year, had a 3.67 ERA with 87 strikeouts. Now, that number is not necessarily the sexiest. I think it ranks somewhere 90th, give or take, in the country from last year. Um, but he was seven and four in 15 starts. I think that you're going to see Luke Holman after working with this pitching staff. And it's another thing that we cannot forget is you lose Wes Johnson on the pitching staff. Um, but I think Luke Holman will be able to really 
kind of fine tune his game, maybe get that strikeout number up and get more opportunities uh, this year with LSU. Gage Jump is another one, a left-hander from UCLA. He was with UCLA the past two seasons, so a former teammate of Thatcher Hurd. Of course, Thatcher Hurd transferred from UCLA to LSU last year. Gage Jump, no pun intended, making the same jump. Um, Last year, he was injured, so he did not play last year. He left his true freshman season in 2022 early. Uh, Late April in 2022, he ended up getting Tommy John surgery, so he was out the remainder of 2022 and then, of course, the entirety of 2023. But in his true freshman season, he did have three starts. And in those three starts, he was one and one with two saves uh, in overall seven appearances. 3.86 ERA and in 16.1 innings through 22 strikeouts. So exciting to see this, these additions in the pitching rotation. You're also picking up another lefty in Justin Lure from Xavier, who spent the last two years at Xavier. Uh, a couple of righties in Fidel Lua, who, who transfers in from a JUCO in California, and another righty, Cade Woods, who spent the last two years also at Alabama with Luke Coleman, but originally from West Monroe. So nice to get a little bit of a familiar Louisiana face on this LSU baseball team. That was a lot of information. It was a lot of names. That was a lot of surface level information as well. So as we go throughout the week, as we progress throughout the week, more of my thoughts and in-depth analysis of early looks of this LSU baseball team, what we can expect, who we can expect, and where we can expect them. We'll continue to take a deep dive into this LSU baseball team as we uh, as we lead up to baseball at the box on Friday night. But that's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making Lockdown LSU your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. More baseball content coming up on tomorrow's edition of Lockdown LSU.